Welcome back to the News Hour. Time for the Illini Notebook. The voice of the Fighting Illini is Brian Barnard. He joins us here, and his notebook brought to you by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baruz, and Seven Saints. Glad to have them on once again. Brian, good to see you. Yeah, good to be seen. <laughs> and uh, we'll be busy here in about a week or two uh, two weeks, I guess. Yeah, two, two weeks, weeks from, yeah. well, and full disclosure, uh, obviously you weren't on the air this morning. So as folks are listening to this, we are talking yesterday. So if mm. any news has come out today, we won't be able to talk about that in terms <laughs> of schedules. You know, we're still waiting on a basketball schedule, even a football kick time. You know, tentatively, we're holding October 24th, the Saturday two weeks from tomorrow as the opener, but it could still be on a Friday night or mm-hmm. maybe something else if the Big Ten's up for it. Sure. Who knows anymore, right? <laughs> but Every, Everything is week to week, I think, day to day in a lot of cases. <laughs> exactly. But it, it seems to me, I was remarking this on the other day on Sports Talk, it just seems to me once the leagues, you know, mainly we've been looking at professional sports, but even college, once things have gotten going, They've been able to see things through. That's not that there hasn't been bumps or postponements mm-hmm. or cancellations of games, and you certainly don't want it to go there. But it seems like once they got things going, they were able to get things through. Yeah, there was an initial uh, flinch, maybe a little bit. And, you know, you had the situation in baseball with the Cardinals and the Marlins, and you thought, man, oh, man, they're not, this is not going to make it. The NFL starting to have their little issues here and there with the Titans and moving games around and – but I think that's okay. You know, if you need to do that, that's what you do. And I think you kind of adjust on the on the fly. What's interesting is I know in Florida they decided that uh, the governor there said you can open up the stadiums again. Now, I know that um, the Miami Dolphins said they're still going to have only like 15,000 the rest of the year. But they could have had 65,000 in there. <laughs> it would be interesting to see what the college teams do, Florida, Florida State, et cetera. Do they follow that same pattern? Do they just open it up and let everybody in? It's been interesting watching college football the last couple of weekends. Again, you watch a Kentucky game or you watch a Georgia game. Stadium's not full, but there's a lot of people in there. Yeah, and uh, you know, in other places you watch on TV and there's nobody there. And so it's it's interesting the difference between the two and what the Big Ten does and what the Pac-12 does. I'm guessing it'll be pretty similar, even though they're starting on different weekends. We've had such a good string of weather here. It's unfortunate that we haven't been able to be out and tailgating and going to the stadiums and do all the fall traditions that you're used to. But still, the the hype is building. I'm trying to be careful, Brian, and I'm wondering about you because it seems every year the more you kind of study the team, study the Illini, there's that buildup to opening day, and you feel like this could be could be really good. And we mm-hmm. know that Illinois could be good this year, but I want to be careful of not – you know, everybody else feels like, hey, we could be really good, and the excitement is building, and it's a little bit harder to feel things out this year just because you're not seeing everything. Well, we didn't. We knew that obviously the original original schedule had the three non conference games that they were probably going to win, so they were going to have three wins, pretty sure right off the top. And then what you did in the Big Ten from there was kind of you know gravy. If you won the games you're supposed to win, knock off a couple of teams, suddenly you're seven eight wins maybe nine if you have a really good year, and and then we're talking about a big bowl game. Uh, And then, of course, with those non-conference games eliminated, that makes your margin of error a little smaller. But then again, you go to Wisconsin, there's not going to be any fans there. You're not going to have a fourth-quarter jump around. You're not going to have to experience that. And so I think that takes away some of the advantage Wisconsin might have for a home game, other than the fact that you're the visitor and you had to travel that day or travel on buses or whatever the – I guess seven buses they're taking up is what I'm told. So 
I guess that'll be interesting, and that'll offset some of the schedule loss. But, I mean, yeah, the team is supposed to be good. I mean, the the offensive line has everybody back almost. Uh, you've got the quarterback back for his second year, first time in a while for that. Uh, you're looking at running backs with Epstein and Chase Brown and others. You've got good linebackers. You've got a good secondary with a lot of experience. You know, some guys back on the defensive line. So, you know, with all, and the transfers, too. I mean, that's always an unknown. We didn't – we knew we had a transfer in Brandon Peters. We didn't know what we had last year. And now the same way with, uh, you know, Imadar Bebe's brother. And you've got, you know, these other transfers from Miami and uh, coming in at receivers. So there's, there's a lot of uh, reason to be positive. Could they win all their games? I don't know. But could they win over half? Sure. Why not? I think it's not to be undersold. You mentioned it. Brandon Peters, quarterback, back for a second year. We haven't had that since Wes Lunt was mm-hmm. back in consecutive years. It is huge in college football, an experienced quarterback. And Brandon Peters had some football under his belt already when he came here last year, but new to the system. In fact, he only was here a month before the season started. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that can be undersold. Um, or oversold in the importance and the value for a football team in college football. Oh, yeah. Having that same guy back again. Look at the, the really successful teams, you know, the Clemsons and Alabama. And, you know, you're getting to a very high level there. But their continuity at quarterback. And we had it. We had success with Shieldhouse when he was here those four or five years. You know, one redshirt year and four starting years. And Juice Williams and his – lengthy career look what that led to so Kurt Kittner you go Kurt back Kittner. I mean yeah you got you need that stability at that position to really be successful I think it, it's not the only thing but it feels like without it mm-hmm. you almost never mm-hmm. have sustained success yeah if it's this year it was this guy and next year it was that guy and of course you see it in the NFL as well I mean you build dynasties around mm-hmm. quarterbacks so it's a huge thing for Illinois plus plus all the weapons and then uh, basketball we continue to wait and mm-hmm. see yeah, we're kind of waiting and see. It looks sounds like we're getting close on that uh, tournament or round-robin event, I guess, uh, with whatever schools are going to come. Uh, in- interesting to see what they do with the Big Ten. Talked to Scott Ritchie about that. He was asking about the broadcast positions and how, you know, anymore we're back in the stands or up in the ceiling in yeah. a lot of places now, not so much on the court. What would What would that look like? Uh, in the future and you know for this year in particular with the pandemic we're going to be at State Farm Center I assume so but where maybe further back from the court I don't know so there's a lot of things that have to be sorted out on just on our end much less you know the basketball team but uh, the schedule putting that together I don't envy those guys trying to figure out trying to make all this work get 20 what is it 27 games they want to get in and how long of a time period are we talking you know into February yeah I, I don't know I mean, is that how long it would take? Or, you know, the students are gone until the middle of January. Then what? Yeah, so those are all things that got to be figured out. Yeah, we'll see. And <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 hype is there. I mean, Illinois projected in the mm-hmm. top quarter of a bracket from various people, and uh, you, you know, you just you're ready to go. We're ready yeah. to go. Well, the difference this time is, I think, from oh four oh four oh five is that you knew who the five starters were going to be going into that year. This year, you kind of know, but you're not sure. You know, is Georgie going to play which spot, and is he going to come off the bench, or is he going to start? You know, Kofi's obviously going to start. Io's going to start. DeMonte has been a starter and a non-starter. You bring him off the bench. You don't have Felice anymore, so who 
So there's a little more. It's not quite set in concrete like it was 15 years ago. And part of that's the versatility, and there is yeah. some youth coming in right. with Adam Miller and Andre mm-hmm. Curbelo and Coleman Hawkins. Yeah. And where did they fit in, and can they be good enough right away? And the key to that 05 team was they had made the run to the Sweet 16 the year before, and they were all back. Yeah. And they all had experience, and they were all getting better. And that's, you know, we don't quite have that same formula right now. But more depth, you're right, and more versatility, which makes it intriguing. You'd like to think Illinois would have made the run to the Sweet 16 this past year, but you never had you that opportunity. Know. Never got the chance. That's the one thing. Yeah. Do they do they know that postseason pressure, what that's like? Yeah. All makes right. Makes a difference. Yep. All right, Brian, hope your weekend is a good one, yep. and we'll talk to you Monday. Okay, sounds good. The Illini Notebook from Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints. Local news is next.